You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Matt and I definitely nailed it on my first take. Joining me in the studio today is Neil, Jeff, and Ken. How are you doing, gents? Why is that slogan so hard for every one of us? Uh, We all screw it up. Well, we're always reading it off a piece of paper and it's actually backwards. No, we lost the paper. (laughs) Well, the paper was always... We only had one paper, but Jeff will not let us use the money to get another piece of paper. Jeff pulled me aside in a dark corner and said, uh, just so you know, every time we say the opening phrase wrong, it opens up a portal to hell. So it might be some sort of devil thing Jeff's doing. I just think it's a problem. He doesn't want to pay for the ink. We've been saying this. (laughs) I'm gonna actually. We we said this to our special guest today. Uh, we have a printer in the office, and the ink is very expensive, but the printer itself is very cheap. And I told Jeff, like for, all like all printers, basically. like all printers. Yeah. I said for a Patreon bonus, why don't we get a new printer? And then if you guys will it, if you ask for it, say it in the comments in the crop. Uh, we will do a shot-for-shot shot remake of the office space scene where they destroy sure, the printer. The copier, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the copier. Well, speaking of that special guest, let's introduce her. Uh, a guest you probably know pretty well. She's been on the show at least once before and possibly when I haven't been here because I'm only here sometimes. Uh, <laughs> joining us today is Asha Youssef uh, from Louisville, Kentucky. She's a United States champion. Asha, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Great. And Great. it is that Louisville, right? It's not the other one. It is that little, yes. Where's the other one? Yes. Okay. (laughs) There's one in Colorado, I think, and also one in Oklahoma. Couldn't get any of those. Well, there is a Peru, Illinois that's pretty disappointing. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's not. There's a Paris, Kentucky, also. Oh, a Paris, Kentucky. Mm. (laughs) Um, I wonder uh, if, well, Asha, maybe we'll say it later on, but she told us in confidence beforehand that uh, she tries to find the point in every episode of ours where she yells Illinois scum. So it could be (laughs) early in the the episode or it could be late depending on how annoying we are. So hopefully today, maybe she won't utter it to herself at all. I'm Mm. guessing she won't last 10 minutes. (laughs) She's probably already said it. Oh, I've already said it to myself three times. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. If you say say Illinois scum three times, we appear in your bedroom. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, Asha will be hosting the game today uh playing will be ken and neil uh you guys come up with a team name yeah we combine the words ken and neil to make our dating power couple and uh, we're gonna be team even keel even keel that's clever uh jeff do we have a clever name we don't we do not how about meth (laughs) meth did you have a stroke (laughs) that's how that's how mike tyson pronounces meth ah okay so your team meth excellent Well, now that we know the teams, let's find out how it's played and send it over to the rules guy. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Ah, oh, great job, rules guy. Yeah, he's always he's always uh, on on top of it. He was doing a Mike Tyson impression, but you can't really tell. Mm. I mean, the lisp isn't even there. He's he's gone through so many voice lessons. He's worked that all out. We got to get go. Darren on the show. Yeah, we will. We, it, that's our hashtag, Darren. 
I'm trying to think of a good hashtag, it's and I can't. It's gonna be so long. Hashtag get, get the rules guy on uh, triviality. <laughs> <laughs> it's too many characters. We need to. We need Comma a, Darren Marlar. <laughs> we need a campaign. This is what we're gonna do. If you guys want to help us and you want to send an email to Darren, we'll give you the email address and just go. You have to be on triviality. <laughs> Um, he will have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Asha, so you wrote a game for us today. Uh, before Matt throws it over to you, uh, anything new in your world? No, not really, but this is my first time hosting, so hopefully it is okay. I'm no Carmella, but I'm going to try. No, you're not Car- Carmella because you're the only Asha, and you're the only Asha we need. And we have Vanna White here in the <laughs> studio who's going to be flipping around the questions to help you, too. Awesome. Always need a Vanna. All right, I guess then without further ado, as Ken would say, let's get this game going. All right, question number one is in science. As most everybody knows, J and Q are the only two letters with no elemental representation in the periodic table. How many letters have just one element? Mm. I'm glad you told us that piece of information because I didn't even know J and Q did Uh. not have an element. (laughs) I thought this was going to be a Scrabble question somehow, and then it wasn't. Okay. Uh, Ken and I are going to lock in because I told him, isn't Quasar an element? But no, it's a it's a type of lighting for film, so I'm an idiot. I'm going to start <laughs> up. <laughs> All right, Jeff, say things about science. Uh, do I have to really go through the whole alphabet? No, no. you do not. Absolutely <laughs> Just not. take a number guess. No, I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> question one. Here we go. <laughs> so you're, Jeff said he's going to think, but we're actually just going to cut everything he thinks about. So as soon as I'm done talking, it's just going to be Jeff's answer. Yeah. He's not actually going to say anything. I'm just going to write stuff. No, I'm, I'm doing the alphabet in my head, and I'm coming up with anything that has more than one. Okay. Uh, which is all of them so far. This will take at least 26 seconds. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm furious. Uh, let's see. So you, got, you got your Zs. Well, you've got zirconium. That's one of them. Oh, my God. I don't care. <laughs> um, I, I'm thinking somewhere in the four to five range. Uh, yeah, it might be like two okay. or three. Uh, so I was thinking that too. <laughs> um, so you're locked in with three. Three sounds good. Sure. If you're not going to let me actually figure this out. Correct. We are, go- we are locking in with three. <laughs> All right. Even keel. How about you guys? We're going with four. All right. Well, the answer is three. Ah. We got V for vanadium. <laughs> w is tungsten and X is xenon. Three is you a magic son number. Of a gun. If I didn't get it, though, I would have been mad that you didn't <laughs> yeah. let me figure so it out. So Ken just volunteered that answer. Uh, <laughs> much like Schoolhouse Rock said, three is a magic number. Yeah. We are correct. All right. Question number two is an art. Rodin is a French sculptor widely known as a father of modern sculpture. One of his most well-known works is The Thinker. There are multiple casts of The Thinker all throughout the world, including locations in... Brussia and Geneva, where is, is his gravesite? Uh, name one located in the U.S. Mm, there's a thinker in the U.S. Not, not any we're thinkers locked. in here. We're, yeah. lo- we're locked in. Oh, Ken locked in for us. He's doing the pose too right now. It's an easy joke. Where, where are these thinkers at? I'm trying to think of a big art installation that might have it. Maybe. I don't think the Art Institute has one. No. Because I'd remember that. No, it's not in Ferris Bueller. So correct, and we base all our knowledge on Ferris Bueller knowledge. Yeah. So, uh, what about Los Angeles? They have a pretty large art museum. Don't well, they? I mean, I know New York has a few. New York's pretty pretty big. famous ones. Yeah, I hear I hear New York is pretty big. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got a few people. Pretty big. <laughs> uh, let's say. Well, I, I bet it's something not as big. Let's say maybe like Philadelphia. Okay, we're gonna say Philadelphia. All right. Well, I definitely saw it in Chicago at the Art Institute. Um, I don't know if it was on loan. It very well may have been because they were doing a Rodin exhibit, but uh, we put Chicago. All right. Well, when is in the Cleveland Museum of Ohio, um, the Metropolitan Museum in New York, uh. the National Gallery of Art in Washington, D.C., the Legion of Honor Museum in San Francisco, um, the one I'm most familiar with is outside of the administration building in the at the University of Louisville, and the another one is at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Get out of here! Oh, <laughs> what's happening? Uh, I thought I saw it next to Rocky, so that's why I said Philadelphia. <laughs> Asha, <laughs> Asha played it so well because I was like, oh, well, there's, there's, it's in so many places, but not anywhere we said. <laughs> the last one's Philadelphia. Uh, what's happening? Are you sure what, you haven't hosted before? What you did is that very life? Well. What is life? Thank right you. Now? All right. 
Question number three is in advertising. During Super Bowl 26, which athletic shoe company began a campaign featuring Dan O'Brien and Dave Johnson with a tagline, who will be the world's greatest athlete? And there's also an extra point opportunity. We're just going to lock in with uh, Neil's best guess here. I, I'm pretty sure this is like 94, 92, no, earlier, a little 91, 92. Well, they just had Super Bowl, what, 53? So well, that's been about 20. Super Bowl 20 is 85. Yeah, okay. So 90, is, yeah. Know, so we're right around there. Um, and I think that these guys were going to be, they were going to be at the 92 Olympics. And they were like, they're triathletes. Okay. Um, which doesn't add anything to this conversation, but I think it's Nike. <laughs> so we locked in with Nike. Yeah, uh, I was going to go Nike, um, but I thought, you know, I've never heard of this ad before. I mean, it, it could have just been before our time. And I thought maybe it was a, a brand that wanted to make a splash that wasn't a Nike or an Adidas. So we said Reebok. All right. Well, you took my extra point because it was what sport were they competing in? And it's actually the decathlon in the 92 Olympics. And it was actually Reebok. Oh, yeah, I had everything right except that. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that is these were all before the Olympic trials, and Dan O'Brien didn't even qualify. So Reebok spent all this money, and one of them didn't even get to go to the Olympics, and the other one just won bronze. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, the, he just won bronze. Not the just <laughs> won bronze. I know. I shouldn't say it like that. He's only the third best of the entire world. <laughs> Loser. Speaking of uh, Reebok, first or last. Uh When I was a kid, Shaq had these shoes. They were my favorite shoes of all time, and they looked like um, the, I guess, the white and black lines. The swirls. The swirls. Yeah, those ones are awesome. And I used to wear those all the time. I have pictures of me as a kid. I forget what's that thing called when like you get hypnotized. But anyway, that's what it looked like on your shoes. They were so cool. Swirl. They're super ugly, but I love them. Yeah, they were very ugly, but they're great to wear, especially with Jankos. Question number four is in beverages. This soda company was launched in 1905 when Claude Hatcher, a grocery store owner, was angry over not receiving a discount for for bulk purchases from Coca-Cola. This company went on to be the first brand to sell soda in aluminum cans, the first soda to sell a diet version. This company was acquired by and owned by Cadbury from 2000 to 2018. I wonder if Cadbury eggs replace the moon pie as the preferred companion to this soda. We're going to lock in. Moon okay. pie. What a time to be alive. <laughs> he gets it. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not Pepsi. Okay. Because Pepsi is a Frito-Lay mm-hmm. pep- or PepsiCo brand. That's PepsiCo? its own. Yeah. 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 Which owns Frito-Lay, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would rule out a bunch of other ones I know in those two. Mm-hmm. RC would be independent. I just know because they have, they're really, they're like antique RC cans. So oh, yeah, they're, they they go back a ways. Yeah, so that's the only reason that's why I said that, and that's before, because Coke, Pepsi, they all had, like, glass bottles, but RC was kind of known for its cans. <laughs> <laughs> Is this wrong? <laughs> I'm just really just like your mom. <laughs> you know, Coke was known for bottles, but RC, they got cans, you see? They got cans. Well, they're, they're aluminum. Uh, well, <laughs> just like my fillings in my teeth. I'm going to die of aluminum poisoning. <laughs> this character, Prospector uh, Neil, is the worst. <laughs> Prospector <laughs> Neil makes an appearance. Oh, no, it's Prospector Neil. <laughs> Get off my mossy lawn, you Starbucks employee. <laughs> anyway, I, I like... I'm fine with going RC. RC cans. We're going with Royal Crown Cola. Give me extra foam, you son of a... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Ken and I looked What are your feelings on coyotes, Neil? Uh... <laughs> Coyote should be eradicated just like polio. Um, so uh, we looked at each other and we said, what's old? And um, maybe had a, a feud with Coke and uh, and also has a diet version. And Ken? Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Well, funnily enough, after Cadbury sold them, they were acquired by Keurig Dr. Pepper. But the correct answer is RC Cola. Yeah. Oh, no. Wonder, oh. Wonder Twins powers oh. unite. Another great hosting tease. Like, oh, they were acquired <laughs> by Dr. Pepper. Yes, but then it was RC. Oh. Oh. You guys are so close to getting points every time. Mm. I love it. And close counts in this game. That's what I've heard. Because I only lost by five points the last time. Oh. So in my mind, I won. So payback. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number five. The category is Neil. Neil Diamond 
has not only had an impressive career as a singer, but as a songwriter as well. His acting career, not so much. His role in the film Jazz Singer earned him a Razzie, and the soundtrack became one of Neil Diamond's most successful albums. It included the song America, which was used as a theme song for this presidential candidate. Neil, what did you write down when she started talking? I, I wrote down jazz singer. Yeah. And then and then she, she got me again. She swerved me again. <laughs> but luckily we're still locked in. Yeah, I think we're, we're locked in. Um, town in America. So Neil Diamond, uh, that movie's probably what, in 70s, you would think? Yeah, 70s, 80s. So what do we know about Neil Diamond? Lame, old. <laughs> oh, that sounds like Ronnie Reagan if there ever was one. Yeah. We locked it in? <laughs> we can, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I don't have a better guess. Yeah, we're locked in with Ronald Reagan. We said it was the Gipper. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. That is incorrect. Oh, <laughs> the correct no. answer is Michael Dukakis. Uh, oh, that makes so much sense. Yes. He Ronald was a first-generation American. His parents were immigrants, and he used that as a theme song. That Did, makes sense. Didn't Dukakis go against Bush? He ran in 84 against He did. 88. Or 88. It was? Okay, yeah. it was Bush. He's, he's, lo- he's lost a bunch of times. Good for him. Yes. Was Dukakis the one uh, who was like in the tank? Yeah. Okay, when he was like campaigning or whatever. fighting Dukake. Number six, the category is Ken. Ken Jong not only played a doctor on TV and in movies, but he also has a medical degree. However, his best known role may be as a Spanish teacher and a student in this at this community college. We are locked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Okay. All right, what have you got? Uh, I believe Senior Chang taught and then was later a student at Greendale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he was a security guard at Greendale. Which, that made him a human being, right? <laughs> yeah. Indeed, the answer is Greendale. E pluribus anus. Oh, is that their model? <laughs> That's funny. And their flag is a, 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 a beehole. <laughs> I've only seen like two episodes of that show, but I do remember the Dean, their mascot was like a weird like... It's a human being. It's a right, human being. They tried to make a, a, a human being so non-offensive that it's just a gray blob. That's what I was thinking of, yeah. That's very good. Indeed. All right, question seven. Matt. Matt Ryan was a 2007 Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award winner and the ACC Player of the Year from Boston College before becoming quarterback and captain for the team who currently plays their games in which stadium? Yeah, so we're going to lock in right away on this one. I know this one, Ken. Mm-hmm. Cool. This is a stadium that has a Chick-fil-A in it that doesn't actually get to serve at Falcons games, right? Just the like the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the they're in the they're in the South, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's one of the Mercedes-Benz stadiums, right? Yeah. It's the Mercedes-Benz stadium, yep. I believe. Locked in. Yep. Uh, owned and uh, built by the evil-looking Walt Disney. That'd be a Mercedes-Benz stadium. It is the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Somebody said the other day to me, they're like, nothing good's ever come out of Boston College. And I was like, Doug Flutie. And then I was like, <laughs> Matt Ryan. And I was like, I'm not winning this argument. Am I? <laughs> Matty Ice. There you go. Got like a 49 on his Wonderlick. All right. Question eight is Jeff. I was hoping Jeff? he was going to get skipped. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Sorry about your luck. Jeff Probst is perhaps best known for hosting Survivor. Uh, since 2000, how many Emmys for Outstanding Hosts of a Reality or Competition Program has he won for this job? I was going to hope this is about his career before Survivor when he hosted one of those gaming, those I was actually shows. hoping it was about what year did Survivor debut because that one's, it's so funny because it's been on since 2000, but it has like, you know, 45 seasons. Yeah. But I remember it was 2000 because the first season happened while I was in Australia. So I was super not far from where they filmed that one, oh. but. Weird. That's what I was thinking. Okay. I thought that number was too high, though. But no, it's I, there's not a lot of comp. I mean, the Amazing Race can only win every other season, I guess, or something. So we're, we're locking him with this number. Yeah. So Ken and I were looking at each other. Uh, the thing I was talking to him about was Amazing Race basically won this award almost mm-hmm. every year, and the host of that show almost won every year. And I thought Jeff Probst maybe either only won once or didn't win at all. And Ken said zero, and I. I don't think that's a, a bad answer. So we went with zero. Yeah, we were right around there and we said 13. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you're both super close. The answer is four. Oh. 
he was nominated for the first four and he won the first four and hasn't won since. Yeah, yeah and that, I think Amazing Race came out around. That's probably right. Yeah, like yeah. Four, four, probably five, one, just yeah. crushed him. Yeah. Because every year it's like best reality program and it's like, oh, Amazing Race again. Yeah. Was, I can't believe that's still on air. I remember when it was like a big deal. But mm-hmm. how many did Anderson started? Cooper win for the mole? Not <laughs> enough. You know yeah. who should have won an award for the mole? Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> He's the ultimate mole. Celebrity mole. I don't feel bad for Anderson Cooper. His family's billionaires. He was the mole, right? Well, Stephen Baldwin was not only the mole in the show, but his entire career, How he's been a mole. F- could you watch Celebrity Mole with Stephen Baldwin on it and not know Stephen <laughs> Baldwin's the mole? I think Dennis Rodman was on that show, too. Mm-hmm. But he's the worm. Right, yeah. <laughs> the worm and the mole? The worm and the mole. It sounds like it's a children's like book. Come. <laughs> Which, you could just think about it. Which one of these celebrities do we call and say that they're just like, I'll totally be them all? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Number nine. Didn't want to leave him out. The rules guy. In 1865, a Welsh man named John Graham Chambers drafted a set of rules of sportsmanship and fair play in the sport of boxing. Though revised throughout the years, these rules are commonly known as what? Boxing's not really my thing. No. So I don't. I prefer regular bare knuckle pugilism. Mm-hmm. So. All right, I'll see you outside. You got it. Catch me outside. How about that? How about that? <laughs> I can't believe I even replied to that. Yeah, that makes Just sense. Kill me now. So do you, do you have do you have any inroads on this at all? Um, do you remember if there was like a like a like a bare knuckle boxing agreement or when did they like stipulate you had to wear gloves or? I mean, I I would just think it's like uh like gentlemen's rules or fisticuffs yeah. yeah there's there's got to be something like that right yeah uh because that that is that's why they tap gloves that's part of it and uh something or other yeah i know like the old school like boxing stances uh-huh. that was because you had to actually have like you had to fight in a particular way you just the keep it above the belt boys rule <laughs> <laughs> i'm a, i'm on board with that okay and we said the pugilist's code. All right. The correct answer is the Marquise of Queensberry rules. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because we got that wrong at, at Jason's. And I remember now. I just, yeah. Because I, I kept saying it was the Marquis de Sade, which is not boxing. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> Although I'm sure some of his his uh, prisoners liked boxing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I recently found found out why Neil brings up Marquis de Sade so much. <laughs> Because he watched this movie Waxwork when he was a kid that features a uh, a wax figure of yeah. Marquis de Sade oh, that comes funny. to life. That's all. That's only my only point of reference for the Marquis de Sade. <laughs> or that, anything is film. And that guy sure. from uh, Waxwork is Titanic. We found out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. If you ask Neil a geography question, he'd be like, "All right, so in this movie, I remember right, yeah. that they shot here on location." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. Question ten. Hey, it's that guy. Mark Evan Jackson has guest starred and had recurring roles on dozens of shows, including The Office, The Good Place, Funny or Die skits, and as the husband of Ray Holt on this show. Ray Holt. That sounds so familiar. Is that from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Same creator. He's in all of his own shows. Ray Holt. I think it... This this is a male (laughs) actor who's the husband of another male actor on a TV show? See, that's the... Yeah, and that's the TV... So is it Modern Family, maybe? No, it's not Modern Family. Uh, he, you've seen this dude. He's he's a comedian. He's in everything. He's like, uh, and then they, he has like a really like. Um, All right, I, I don't know then. Ray Holt. That just sounds really familiar. Um, the only I'm only going to say this is because he's on The Good Place and he's on Parks and Rec, both Michael Schur programs, and Michael Schur also created book, Brooklyn Nine Nine. All right, so let's do that. All right, and Matt and Jeff, what have you got? So mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, obviously, it is Cheddar's other dad uh-huh. on Brooklyn Nine Nine. The answer is Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. All right, going into the swing round, uh, Team Meff uh, taking a little bit of a lead. We have sixty, uh, even keel over here uh, with forty. So, yeah, not so even keel, I guess. Mm, not quite yet. All right, but luckily it's time for the swing round and time for you to catch up. So, <laughs> the swing round is in music. And so I was driving around the other day and I was listening to the song from the 80s and I was, you know, it's a hair band. I was going all in. It gets to the chorus and I sing the wrong girl's name. So <laughs> I'm going to give you a list of girls names and a line from a song and you all get to match up which is which. Okay. All right. The girls names are Amanda, Billie Jean, 
Carrie, Joanna, Rio, Rosanna, Sarah, Sheila, Sherry, and Valerie. All right. And the lyrics. Um, and she dances on the wind. Um, two, I love you. You're the one, the one for me. Three, I'm going to say it like a man and make you understand. Four, I'm the same boy I used to be. Five, is not my lover. Six, let me love you till the morning comes. Seven, maybe we'll meet again somewhere. Eight, meet you all the way. Nine, no time is a good time for goodbyes. And ten, our love holds on, holds on. What a devoid wasteland of lyrics the 80s were. (laughs) (laughs) I meet you all the way. There were a couple. I was like, I had no idea that's what those lyrics actually were. I knew you knew that one. Well, we're going to break apart and uh, discuss these really quick. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. All right, we've uh, spent some time banging our heads to these uh, 80s rock ballads, and uh, let's uh, get the lyrics one more time, and we'll give the ladies names. All right, number one, and she dances on the wind. Yeah, uh, Ken and I uh, thought that uh, her name was Rio. Mm -hmm. Uh, We agreed. This sounded like Duran Duran. We said Rio. Her name is Rio. All right, number two, I love you. You're the one, the one for me. This one, uh, weren't too sure on, kind of guessed on this one. So we just said uh, the Australian word for uh, a woman. We said Sheila. Mm. Uh, We also didn't have any idea with this one and guessed uh, Carrie. Um, Well, unfortunately, neither one of you had that one, right? It was Joanna. Ooh, that's bad for a future one. (laughs) All right, number three. I'm going to say it like a man and make you understand. We went uh, with a guess again. We went with Amanda. No, it's it's a good guess. Uh, Amanda is the correct answer. That is correct. And that's the one I was thinking Rosanna too. I was like, oh, that's not the right person. <laughs> Number four, I'm the same boy I used to be. One of my favorite uh, videos uh, from a remix of this song, uh, Call On Me, uh, based on Valerie. One of my favorite televisual moments of all time. 
Um, there's a great scene with Dennis Reynolds in a spin class, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and he's mad that the spin instructor has no class or taste, and he doesn't appreciate the fine music of Steve Winwood, and he puts in a CD and plays Valerie and walks out. So we said Valerie. And Valerie it is. And I know this is the toughest one of all, so <laughs> don't feel bad if you get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, number five is Not My Lover. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went with uh, William Jean. Yeah, total guess here, but we said Billy Jean. Billy Jean it is. Um, number six, let me love you till the morning comes. Uh, it seems we mistakenly put Joanna on this one. Well, we put Sheila. It is Sheila. All right. Number seven, maybe we'll meet again somewhere. Uh, I hope I meet Sarah again somewhere. Mm. This is the one we thought we were going to meet up with Joanna. Didn't happen. It did not. And Carrie's sitting there all alone waiting oh, for you guys. No. <laughs> Where are to, you? To pour the blood on her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor poor oh, Carrie. Poor no Carrie. dates in the gymnasium. <laughs> all right. Number eight, meet you all the way. Yep. This is my favorite song on the list. Uh, Rosanna. Yeah. Uh, we said, Is it number eight? Yep. We said Rosanna. All right. Rosanna is correct. Um, number nine, no time is a good time for goodbyes. We put uh, Carrie on this one, but uh, we're wrong. And we thought this one was Sarah. That one is Sarah. It is Sarah. That's wow. the Jefferson Starship Sarah, right? That is. As Neil uh, wrote on my paper here, because I didn't know, it is the Journey Classic uh, Sherry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff also keyed in on this one and said Sherry. Sherry is correct. Like to put in a plug for my favorite name, not on the list, uh, also a Jefferson Starship song, Jane. It's a, it's a classic there. So, All right, before we get into round two, uh, Jeff, why don't you tell the people how they could get even more triviality content? I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't want all of the triviality content. And the rest of it that you can't get on a normal feed is found at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. We put all of our Patreon-exclusive bonus episodes up there. And some of them are quite a doozy. So mm-hmm. <laughs> if, you, if you think we're... Uh, screwing around on this show you should definitely check us out there and i wish i could write an 80s rock ballad about my love for each and every patreon Mm. but i won't (laughs) fair enough i think i think we'll set a goal that if we can get to fifty thousand a month we will write and record our own 80s ken will record love ballads for everybody doesn't mean they'll be good but they'll be recorded they will definitely be recorded and on that note i say let's take it away to round two asha go ahead all right goals for when i win the lottery (laughs) $50,000 a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Round two begins with science. During a 2017 TED Talk, this scientist likened capturing an image of a black hole to trying to take a picture of an orange sitting on the surface of the moon from Earth with your smartphone. This 29-year-old led a team that helped create an algorithm or set of computer processes that turned the huge this huge amount of telescopic data into one image of a black hole name the scientist mm. can see her picture yeah yeah she that really saw cool. it so many times on facebook she had that really cool picture i don't know her name at all no you got any idea i'm trying to remember i'm blanking this was like a big thing where like I knew about it for a day and a half and then I totally forgot about it. Yeah, so. for sure. If they'd asked us a week later, we would have had it. But we don't. So we're, we're scrubbing out. Yeah. Yep. Same. No, no idea. All right. Well, her name is Katie Bowman and she is um, an MIT scientist who has a doctorate in computer science and engineering. And she's 29. So she's pretty smart. Yeah, but does she have a podcast? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Where she gets answers wrong. <laughs> she should be on a trivia podcast uh, asking, getting asked a question about us, and hopefully she will get it wrong. I, I would implore her to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I saw she their will. picture on Facebook. I just don't remember their name. <laughs> Them and their crappy content. <laughs> Four Illinois idiots. Yeah. Four Illinois scumbags. Question number two is in art. I'm in Louvre with the works of this recently deceased architectural genius whose works can be found all over the world, including in Chicago. Yep. We are uh, locked in. Yeah, I just heard this uh, rather recently. I believe it's I.M. Pei. 
No, I am pay. Hmm. Great. Uh, yeah, we also have <laughs> I am pay. <laughs> That is correct. Um, and I'd like to take a minute because I didn't do it earlier to thank um, Ryan Cluckwin Myers. He um, gave me <laughs> a little bit of help reading over my questions, and so did Sean Colley. Um, and he also gave me that question. That sounds 100% I'm sick accurate. of Ryan. He's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. He's always, he's on every show. Yeah. He's so handsome. You know what, Ryan? Actually, I was going to write you a ballad, but now I'm not going to. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Ryan is the the nineteen late nineteen eighties TGIF version of the uh, sweeps character. When everyone oh. needs the ratings, Ryan just yeah. he, he knocks on the door and is like, "Hey, everyone, got any cheese? Did I got, do that? Did I do that? And you get a lot of good ratings. So, Ryan is Ryan sweeps Corn Myers. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> All right, number three is in advertising. This German company is the largest chemical company in the world operating in several countries including the US while they don't make products you, you while they don't make products you use they make products you use better no no I'm going to do now you got room oh. <laughs> it's like a name um <laughs> it's like a name <laughs> it's, similar, it's, it's similar to a tantamount name. to a name not um Devlin McGregor we like in the fugitive in. yeah we know it's Devlin McGregor you should lock in with that okay RDU90. If you're that sure, you should log in. Gru- Switch the samples. Um, Gruber Inc. What about DuPont? We can go DuPont. Yeah. They've got a bunch of patents. So yeah. We're going to lock in with stuff DuPont. Better. And we're going to go with Pfizer. All right. The correct answer is BASF. Oh, oh I have heard of them. BASF. Yes. I don't know what that is. That's okay. Does it have a... Is that an initialism or... You know, and I didn't write it down. I just, they used to make commercials that say, we don't make all products you use, they make products you use better. Oh, uh, makes sense. And a uh, fun fact about this, the uh, chemical zone uh, level of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 actually took place in one of their factories. <laughs> Did not know that. Yeah, it's true. And now Very you nice. get a ring. Yeah. All right. Number four is in food. According to Pizza Today, these two pizza chains outsold all other chains in both volume and revenue in 2018. Don't think it's the two obvious ones. We're going to lock in. You are going to lock in. I think number one was... I'm pretty sure Domino's is up there. I think um, Father John's. I don't think Papa John's is as big as you think it is. It gets a lot of the press time, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it's... As big. Sold 2 million pizzas, according to Peyton Manning. That's not a lot of pizzas. I don't care. Hey, if Nationwide is on your side, you want to get some Papa John's, too. Yeah, Yeah, think about it. Uh, Not hard. So you you think Domino's is one. Do you not think... Do you think Pizza Hut's the other one, then? Uh, I was either thinking Little Caesars or Domino's. Little Caesars is so cheap. That's... That's, I, they, that makes sense that's, to me. That's in their favor, though, right? You right. would think every pizza would want to be hot and ready. Uh-huh. In minutes. Right? Is that their slogan? They got a guy? I don't know. I was thinking, what? Because Pizza Hut doesn't do delivery, right? Yeah, they do. Do they? Have you not seen any Ninja Turtle I movie? Don't, this I, is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff walks into a Pizza Hut. Hey, do you guys do delivery? <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, We're t- a pizza place. Like, <laughs> table for two. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've, I've never been to a, a, anything other than a Pizza Hut when I was a kid redeeming those little free pizzas. Hey, uh, um, Mr. Culver, go sit by the gumball machine. We only have one seat in this in this look, takeout look, restaurant. Okay, I don't order from any of these places because we live in a place that has actual good pizza. Yeah, but. So Domino's and Little Caesars, right? That's what I was thinking. Locked in. All right, we're going with Domino's and Papa John's. Well, Domino's is correct. The other place is a place that we just learned delivers Pizza Hut. Oh man! So it was it was it was a trick. They've closed down all the Pizza Huts around here. Oh. Actually, there's one two blocks down the street. What? Yes, there <laughs> Where? is. It's on 17th and Cermak. Mm-hmm. How have I never seen this? It's just a small <laughs> hut. You pass right by. And they do deliver. It's a mere hut. Oh, a mere hut. It's the saddest place on earth. Ugh. All right. Question five. Everybody loves math. What is the area of a triangle which has a base of eight and a height of nine feet? Hold on, I could do this. <laughs> I've got it, but you figure it out. It's just uh I'm so bad at math, I just wrote that, a number down. <laughs> How do you work area? I don't even know geometry. I think I got a C minus in geometry. It's just it The only geometry I need to know is that Huey Lewis told me that you can be hip to be square. Carry the one. <laughs> Wait, it's not it's not 
All right, we're locked in. So you said the area of a triangle, correct? I said the area of a triangle. Isn't it just base times height? No, that would be a rectangle. Mm. It would be one half base times height. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I've learned a thing. Okay. For a certain Patreon level, I want to see us go into a high school geometry <laughs> oh class yeah. I'd just by ourselves. I'd, I'd probably still pass that course. <laughs> the teacher would never last. Unless I had to do horrible. proofs. So what would you guys get? What did we say? 36, right? Uh, yeah, if the base is 8, uh, height is 9, that would be one half of 72, which is 36. I said 36. All right, well, this is third grade math. And <laughs> the formula is one half base times height. And the answer is 36 squared. Yes! Yes! Yeah! You Illinois scum in your third grade we math. We should have had Ken go first. <laughs> I don't want to know if that changed the answer or not. At least we passed Jeff Foxworthy's show. Now John Cena's show, but yeah. There you go. All right, question number six, Cinderella at the ball. The 11th seed Ramblers of Loyola University of Chicago reached the final four during the 2017-2018 basketball student, becoming the ultimate Cinderella story. Sister Jean, the 98-year-old chaplain, became one of the biggest names of the tournament. But who was their coach? Oh, wow. I thought this was about Sister Jean, and that's what I wrote down. You know, it's in your all's hometown. Yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah, I was at a Chicago is a big place. I was okay. at um, <laughs> I was at a bachelor party during the uh, the final four that that night, and we were all wearing our Ramblers gear. Didn't know who the coach was. What a problem! What was the coach from Airbud? I don't know. I don't. The dog. <laughs> the dog. In that same year, there's the team, the Golden Retrievers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same universe. There's no rule that a dog can't coach basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we don't know. Uh, we said Lassie. Uh, yeah, Ken said he thinks it starts with an A, and I just said Alan. All right. Well, his name is Porter Moser. Oh, that's cool. Name. Where's the A? Yes. <laughs> we Samsonite, way off. I was way off. <laughs> All right. Question number seven is the view from the zoo. Um, The Louisville Zoo celebrates their 50th anniversary this year, which led me to wonder what was the first zoo to open in the U.S.? All right. We're going to lock in with the guests here. You guys are locked in? Specifically, like, is it the Brooklyn Zoo or something, though? Yeah. Or I think that that's the name of it, but I'm not sure. Because I know they have one. I feel like the Brooklyn Zoo... Is a thing I've heard of, yeah, and I don't know why. Also, I'd have heard of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has to be East Coast because they would have opened a. I would have thought so. Zoo I there. mean, they would have been much more recent than you would think. Like San Diego could be viable. There wouldn't have been a lot of people there, but right. I mean, like it probably was a settlement yeah. when they were building zoos. It's zoos wanna, are a more modern thing. Want to lock in with Brooklyn then? Yeah, we're gonna go with the Brooklyn Zoo. Mm-hmm. We went with the uh, Philadelphia Zoo. Oh. All right. Well, the zoo was supposed to open in the 1850s, but it didn't end up getting open until July 1st, 1874. Is the Philadelphia Zoo? Wow. Nice. Did you know that? Mm, kind of. I took an educated guess. Yeah, I wrote Brooklyn, and he he said Philadelphia, and I deferred. So glad uh-huh. I didn't. I know uh, Philadelphia is pretty famous. So. <laughs> Us too. For, for reasons, yeah. Well, the zoo. Okay. As Rocky says, you want to go with me and the tigers. <laughs> oh, that is true. He did say The that. eye of the tiger. The eye of the tiger. <laughs> All I, right. I like turtles. Number eight is your obligatory wrestling adjacent question. All right. What year did the WWF become the WWE? Oh, man. I have a rough estimate. That's when they got the F out, as their slogan said. We're going to lock in. So it it was right when they were switching from USA to TNN, which was the national network at the time. I remember TNN back in the like PBR bull riding days. Then it was the national network. And then it became Spike TV, I believe. And now it's like a a car driving. So it's either 2002 or 2003. That recently? Yeah. Okay. Because it was. I'm trying to think of clips that they show on the network that are blurred out because they have the WWF logo on them. <laughs> okay. Because they're not allowed to show it. And I think that it's definitely stops by 2004, which is around, or three, which is around when Cena was there. Okay. When he started. So I think it's 2002. So we can lock in with 2002. Sounds good. 
Yeah, I was along the same line of thinking. Um, I remember it, it definitely wasn't the like 99, 2000. It could be. That's right when The Rock and Stone Cold were still uh, prevalent and they were in WWF. And then I thought about when I ground when I graduated high school. So we said 2002. The correct answer is 2002. All right. Thanks, guys. I can't. I can't get the area of a triangle. <laughs> I, know, I know this down to the the date and the reason why. Good, good for me. Looks like we ended the regulation. Uh, ended ended regulation. No, you didn't. Don't I have two more questions? Two more questions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought we were on number ten. Oh, my bad. It looks like they are forfeiting the last two questions. <laughs> Neil, there's two numbers between five and eight, so. All right. Well, then this question is for Matt and Jeff. All right. <laughs> um, number nine is in literature. This author brings Percy Jackson, Magnus Chase, and middle schoolers to the world of Greek and Norse gods. I haven't seen Percy Jackson. I know of Percy Jackson. It's a lemony snicket, right? It's the lightning thief. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't know. So I know it. I, I, I have to think about it because I, I adapted this for kids at the school. And I read all the books, and now that I'm put on the spot, it's completely left my brain. Hold on. Oh, I got it. I got it. We're in. Okay. I don't like that. Jack Percy. <laughs> Bye with that. Okay. We locked in with Jack Percy. Uh, we locked in with Rick Riordan. The answer is Rick Riordan. Oh, oh we're looking for the author? Yeah. No. Yeah. I might have gotten there eventually. Oh. <laughs> what do you think we were looking for? I don't know. <laughs> he was looking. Jeff thought we were looking for the lightning thief. Yeah. What are you talking about? All right. Um, number 10, Saturday morning cartoons. Based on the TV show Battle of the Network Stars, what is the name of the show that featured three teams of Hanna-Barbera favorites, such as Grape Ape, Huckleberry Hound, and Captain Caveman, and they participated in various activities? Mm. I've seen clips of it. I don't think I have the name right. I know the show. Yeah. Um, so we're just gonna lock in with a guess, but I think it's incorrect. Mm-hmm. I keep I keep going back to wacky races. I know that's not oh, right. Oh, I, I love a, wacky races. That's a different thing. Um, do you do you have any clue on this? I don't. I don't. Can't quite place the show. No. Yeah. It's it's like I I was gonna say like Hanna Barbera All Star something or other, but I don't know. If I mean, that's, that's better than nothing. Yeah. So, uh, no, Hanna Barbera All Star Slambury. Hey now. You're a rock star. Uh-huh. Get your game on. Um, what did you like it with? <laughs> Slammering. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought of Wacky Races because I used to watch it as a kid. I think that's when they all raced in the cars, right? Yeah, that's great. Okay, I, that's what I thought it was. There was so. a lot of cheating. Yeah, we, we locked in with... Uh, <laughs> it wasn't on the up and up. Uh, I don't know the name of the guy, but the, my favorite was the guy who had the dog, and he was like... <laughs> yeah. That one. Anyway, we locked in with Racky... Uh, racky. Wacky Races. Wacky Races. Wacky Races. <laughs> All right. The correct answer is Laugh Olympics. Oh yeah. Oh, that's what they call our show on iTunes: the Laugh Olympics, mm-hmm. the gold medal. One one man called it that. We average about one laugh every three hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough for bronze. Not bad. All right. So going into the final uh, team, even keel, right? Is that right? Did yeah. I know that. Yeah, yep. That's you right. guys are uh, just behind us at one twenty. We have one thirty. So it's anyone's game going into the final. All right, your categories for the final are Mad Max, The Chamber of Secrets, Tokyo Drift, On Stranger Tides, and A Good Day to Die Hard. These are some pretty famous franchises. Love the category names. Thank you. All right, the wagers are locked in. Asha, go ahead and take it away. All right. Question number one, Mad Max. Maximum security finished, crossed the finish line first in this year's Kentucky Derby, but was disqualified. Who won the run for the roses in 2019? Question two, Chamber of Secrets. On April 21st, 1986, this TV personality opened a vault presumed to belong to the famous gangster Al Capone on live TV. The vault was basically empty, but it did not stop the career of this former daytime television staple from going on to having a successful career as a mm, journalist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tug collar. Question three, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo is located on this island 
the largest in Japan and the seventh largest island in the world. All right, number four, on Stranger Tides. Kanyakumari is located at the southern tip of India. Name two of the three bodies of water that converge on this spot. Number five, a good day to die hard. Three presidents have died on July 4th. Name all three. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. All right, we'll uh, talk about these answers and uh, we'll get back. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the categories are the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth movies in their respective franchises, right? They are. And all the answers are locked in. Um, Number one, Mad Max. Maximum security crossed the finish line first in this year's Kentucky Derby, but was disqualified. Who won the run for the roses in 2019? Yeah, so I remember uh, watching this very uh, vividly. I remember the announcer saying, Maximum security, taking the lead. We got Neil's back tattoo on the outside lane. Coming up on him. Neil's back tattoo, making a move. Maximum security finishes by a hair, but uh, disqualified for illegal horseshoes Mm. or something like that. So Neil's back tattoo is the uh, the other one. How much did you lose on that one? (laughs) Neil? (laughs) We lost 20 on that one. Uh, we wagered 30. Uh, I remember this blowing up on my Twitter because a lot of people had bet and lost and gained a lot of money based on maximum security, not being the winner. And I believe country house being named the winner. Yes. And again, no pictures, no proof. So it was not Neil's back tattoo. It was, however, a country house. Neil's back tattoo that definitely exists. Yes. There's apparently to some people I had, I don't have the pain tolerance for any tattoo, I let alone a back actually, tattoo. I uh, think pictures of it in Al Capone's vault. Is, I don't. We have to ask we'll uh, maybe this the next pers- person. Yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of which, on April twenty first, nineteen eighty six, this TV personality opened a vault presumed to belong to famous gangster Al Capone on live TV. The vault was basically empty, but that did not stop the career of this former daytime staple to go on to have a successful career as a journalist. Oh, wait a minute. We needed you to, to do your inflection there of uh, journalist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, how much do we wager, Neil? Uh, we wagered a full 30 on this one. Oh, that's good. Because we put Geraldo Rivera. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wagered 20, and I actually know this through The Simpsons, um, like most things I know, and it's Geraldo Rivera. It is Geraldo Rivera, who's totally a legit journalist. Of course he is. Sure. His <laughs> no. mustache is even more of a legit journalist. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, question three. Tokyo Drift. Tokyo is located on this island, the largest in Japan and the seventh largest in the world. All right, we wagered another 30 on this one. Oh, if you get this wrong, Ken. <laughs> I believe it's Honshu. 
Well, I hope you're right because we said Honshu. And wager 30. Points for everybody. All right. All righty. Tokyo Drift, the best Fast and the Furious sequel, minus five. Fast Fast 5 is probably the best one. Yeah, I just love Tokyo Drift, though. Why? Because it's great because there's no Vin Diesel. He only shows up at the end, and it's like a different story, and it's drifting. Mm -hmm. And then you have Han, the introduction of Han, who's like the best character. Anyway, Avenge the Han, or Avenge the Fallen. (laughs) Different movie. Uh, Number four, on Stranger Tides. Kanye Kumari is located at the southern tip of India, Name two of the three bodies of water that converge on this spot. Yeah, we only wagered 10 on this one. Um, And I believe the two bodies of water are the Indian Ocean and the famous Bombay. Uh, We wagered 20. And uh, Jeff, what did we say? Uh, We said the Persian Gulf and the Bay of Bengal. No criticism or laughter for Bombay, Jeff? Oh, that's just best ignored. (laughs) Good point. Um, Between the two of you, you got it right. Uh, They are the Arabian Sea, the Indian Ocean, and the Bay of Bengal. Mm. Didn't I say, shouldn't we just say Indian Ocean? I didn't know. You did, several times. I can't believe Cincinnati named their football team after the Bay of Bengal. (laughs) Kind of. Kind of. All right. Number five, a good day to die hard. Three presidents have died on July 4th. Name them. All right. Well, we wagered 30 on this one as well. Uh, We put Jefferson and Adams pretty assuredly. Uh, They died uh, within hours of one another, I believe. Yeah, same day. Yeah. And um, the other one, we just uh, threw uh, Buchanan some credit because we don't talk about him a lot. Mm. That's sad. Uh, we also wagered 30 here. Uh, came up with Adams and Jefferson very quickly. Yep. That was uh, 1826, Matt uh, pointed out to me. Uh, obviously. And then uh, Jeff said it was one of the founding fathers and wouldn't settle on anything. So I just kept saying Monroe. So we said Monroe. All right. Um, Adams and Jefferson are correct. They died in 1826. Um, the third president died five years later in 1831, and it was James Monroe. Yeah. Ooh, that hurts. <laughs> All right, after tallying up these scores, uh, using that math that I learned earlier today, uh, we ended up, at, or actually I should say, um, in second place today, Team Even Keel with 120. Yeah, we were uh, even keel throughout that last round. Yeah. We um, were. Uh, but some strong betting and strong answers in the final propelled us to today's cream of the crop with 220. It's Team Mef. I am the cream. Yeah. Hey. The best guys, score from the worst team name. You suck. <laughs> you are the epitome of Illinois scum, and may God have mercy on your soul. Yeah. Yeah. I'm your okay with your that. formula is approximately one half Matt and Jeff's score. <laughs> However... Great questions from Asha today. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know you said this is the first time that you've hosted anything, and the questions were great, very wide-ranging, and uh, worded wonderfully. Thank you very much. Yeah, we really enjoyed them. I just, I think what you did, though, is you you are a uh, intelligence assassin because you made Ken and I look very dumb. Well, we got a math question, right? Well, you got a math question, right? I wrote 26. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought... Because for the record, if, I, if you guys want, to, want me to show my math, uh, I just went... Oh, I do. I do said, the oh, there was an eight on the bottom, and then if it's nine feet tall, there's a nine on each side of the triangle, so nine plus eight plus nine. No. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, Asha, um, any shout-outs to uh, any of your trivia team uh, members uh, down in Louisville or uh, anyone else you'd like to say hello to? Yeah, again, I just want to thank Ryan and Sean, and um, also shout-out to Max Miner and Nolan Werner, who I do some trivia with on occasion. But thanks for letting me do this. I had fun. It was fun writing the questions. That's yeah, right. I forgot Nolan said he wanted us to come down to Louisville and do a little event. And I think it was going to be us four versus you, Max, Nolan, and maybe one other person. So we should definitely... Yeah. A brutal beating. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Say, looking forward to getting my bottom hand. <laughs> the winner gets a Louisville slugger with the embarrassing team name etched on it. Oh, okay. I think we can make that happen. I like it. All right, so one last time, thank you, Asha, for hosting today. Um, And that'll wrap it up for today. So for Jeff, Ken, Neil, and myself, my name was Matt, and that was Triviality. Hello, and welcome to Triviality, the show where a little bit... Wait, what the f***?
Why can't we do this? The game where lack of seriousness meets Man, a little bit of knowledge. Party on. I forgot our, our slogan. We did the same thing just before. I, I, have, I really haven't done this probably in months. It feels like at least weeks. All well, right. take two, Matt. Uh, <laughs> two take, Matt. We'll try again. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness... Game. No. Game. game We've yeah. gone over this. It's a game. It is Michael Douglas, the game. Ugh. Hello. <laughs> I didn't say to take Matt because saying take to Matt leaves open the possibility of what's happening now. Uh, maybe we just maybe we just start like this. <laughs> is this the show? Maybe it is the game. Maybe this? we just do it live. No, no. Okay. This, this is a sh- show and nobody would listen to this is the intro to our patreon this will this will be the end this will be the end clip if people listen past the the end song all right let's try this again okay okay